This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church, Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us for our very first 2016 podcast. Pastor Michael, you just gave us the theological background for what the Bible says about singleness. Here's our question for today. How do I deal with loneliness and singleness, especially when I'm a young or new Christian? Now let's get to the practical side. Yeah, I want to go back and and revisit something that we had said, um, that if you're single in this culture, you are being bombarded with lies. And And here's why I think this is important, because what you believe affects how you feel. What you believe forms your expectations. When your expectations aren't met, you have discontentment, disappointment. Disappointment leads to heartache and hurt and frustration. And so there is a whole generation of Christian singles who have unrealistic expectations who have been lied to about singleness, why they are single, the purpose of singleness. Um, Their expectations aren't met. They're hurt. They're disappointed. Therefore, they walk into, we'll say, churches where there are families, which is a good thing. You want families in churches. And, uh, And they're frustrated because the pastor will speak about families or marriages and whatnot. And sometimes they get angry with God because they're single. Totally. And um, when you're angry at somebody, it's almost always because they have not met your expectations. And um, God has never promised anybody you're going to have a spouse. And so so I think I, I want to just put on the front end, um, <clears throat> whenever I'm talking to singles, there, there are so many emotions surrounding this. But if you dismantle the emotions at the core are unmet expectations based on lies. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't mean that they're terrible people. It just means that we live in a culture that is inundating everybody with untruths, especially even a Christian culture um, that is um, communicating um, this, we'll say, untruth for many people. It's God's will that everyone should get married and your spouse is coming. You just need to wait. Mm. You don't know that. And um, so... At the end of the day, I want to come back and just say, let's ground ourselves. Let's just deal with some truth here. But what also encouragements can we give to somebody? Because when someone comes and they want to talk to you or I, Tim, they're in pain and they're angry and they're hurting and just smacking them over the head with truth doesn't always help. You yeah, know? They want what's practical. They want what's practical. And honestly, what's practical in that moment is find me a husband, you know? <laughs> and, uh, or a wife. Or a wife, true true statement. Um, and uh, can you tell most of my discussions are uh, are with... Um, with guys. With, with, yeah. So, um, so first of all, I want to make a distinction between being alone and loneliness. And most singles are not alone. They're just lonely. And I want Good to call it out. It is, it's, it's necessary. And the reason you're lonely is because God has wired you with an impulse toward marriage, and it's a good impulse. And when that impulse is not satisfied, there is an inevitable experience of loneliness. And so before any single is going to be content, they need to deal with their discontentment first. And they need to be able to frame this in their mind and really understand this. The discontent and the difficulty are good and okay, but they will not rule me and they will not make my life more difficult. I will not allow this discontentment to develop into depression. I will not allow this discontentment, which is unmet expectations with God at the end of the day, um, to make me aggravated at God, to make me not live my life for the glory of God. But every single 
has to face their discontentment head on, acknowledge that it is natural, acknowledge that there is a death in this, there is an unmet expectation that is inside of us, wired into the fabric of our being, face it and say, God, although I am made to want a spouse, I will worship you and love you and fight for joy whether or not you give me one ever or in a time frame that I deem acceptable. My life is in your hands, and when I follow you, I'm trusting that every good gift you bring or withhold is always for my good and your glory. Now, again, if you're in pain, that may not be the best thing you want to hear, but I'll tell you what I've found to be really encouraging for a lot of singles is to look at them and say, I just want to acknowledge that it is okay and natural that you're struggling with this. It's not easy for anyone. It's just a hard thing. And just I think that empathy is a good place to start. I, I think there's a few um, things that we can say. How do we cure this? I don't know if cure is the right word, you know, but if, if there was a pill that could get rid of this experience of loneliness, I think most people would take it. Uh, but number one is, is just acknowledging that it's okay for there to be discontentment, submitting that discontentment to the Lordship of Christ and going through this process. It doesn't happen just in a day. It's a, a process here. Um, I think uh, understanding that um, the church, the Christian community, does become essential in your thriving. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is not just other singles. When one single only surrounds themselves with other singles, then they all just think alike. The single has to get to a place quickly, otherwise they're just going to suffocate. They have to get to a place where they love God's will for other people to get married, where they love the family, and where they understand that at least where we're at, we'll say suburban um, Protestant culture, is that it is heavenly, hev- heavenly, heavily family-driven because there are so many families, and that's good. That's mm-hmm. a great thing. And uh, discontentment is usually what makes us bitter when the pastor gets up and says, um, you know, um, family this, family that, marriage this, marriage that. You want your pastor to speak to families and marriages. You want them to. As a single, you should be passionate about that. Because don't forget, where did you grow up? You grew up in a family. And uh, every single is massively influenced by what is happening in the families of their church, particularly with their mom and dad as well. Um, I want singles to understand this as well, that singleness is not just about you and Jesus. Um, That is a very difficult thing to come to grips with. But like in the garden, as we said, I think yesterday, um, that God and Adam were walking in the cool of the day and it still was not easy and it wasn't good. Yeah, God has wired us to have human relationships. Absolutely. And um, if we don't have them, particularly in the context of a church community, um, we are going to struggle massively as a Christian single. Um, I mean, big picture is to be a thriving single in a family church culture is an intentional act. It's an intentional act of killing discontentment. It's an intentional act of celebrating other people's gift. It's an intentional act of engaging people who are having kids. Um, it has to be intentional. And uh, I think, I don't know how to say this politely, but I'll, I'll try to pull something out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is permissible for young people now to be offended when they don't have something they feel like they want or deserve when other people get it. So I think this applies 
pretty much to a lot of singles I know when uh, other people end up getting married and then they're upset about it and they're angry at that person. And that, when that experience happens, that's a red flag. That's a, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a sign that there is discontent um, in your heart that needs to be brought again before the Lord. And you need to do some work with the Lord because if I'm in a season of singleness and God gives someone else a a season of marriage or of having children, I need to be at a place where Where I I can can rejoice with them and say, God's will for you is different than God's will for me. Now, does that, is that easy? No, but you have to go through that process. Otherwise you'll never be able to rejoice with those who rejoice. And when bad things happen to them, you'll end up rejoicing for things when you should be mourning for them. Mm. And so, Singleness, by and large, has to be redeemed. So let's talk about redeeming singleness just briefly. Um, We always say if you want an awesome spouse, be an awesome single. The other day you mentioned that Paul talks about how that he would rather all people be like him Mm. who is single. The truth of the matter is, as a single, you have so much more time to give to ministry, to give to the Great Commission, to give to discipleship. Hmm. Married people and and parents, their time is really committed in another direction, and they have far less time to give. So as a single, what a beautiful opportunity to give your life away to the gospel, give Hmm. your life away to disciple someone else, to come alongside of someone who is hurting, who's in pain, who's struggling with some of the same issues that maybe you've had Mm. success in, that God has given you an opportunity to see him work through your life and grow you and mature you into a deeper follower of Christ. When you see someone else that's struggling in that area, man, what a great way to come alongside of them and just say, you know what? I've walked in your shoes. I, I know what it's like. And this is how God worked in my life and helped me to see him do amazing things in my life. Mm. What a great way as a single to just be obedient to the Great Commission. Yep. So so big picture, let's close this out. Summary, um, just what would I tell people? Number one is it's okay to experience discontentment. Let's face that. Let's get rid of it. Let's go on that hard journey. Um, number two, you're going to have to fight to thrive in a family-driven culture, but it's a good fight because God made the family and the family is good and you want to celebrate with that. Um, Beware of red flags that come up like um, bitterness at people who get engaged or married or have children. Um, um, Get to a place where you can celebrate with those who celebrate and truly mourn with those who mourn and uh, be an awesome single. And that is the best way to find an awesome spouse. Don't compromise, live a godly lifestyle. And then I want to just close with a a couple lies. Number one, when I get married, my life will begin. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) False. You have way more of a life when you're single. Number two, marriage will meet my deepest needs. Wrong. Um, (laughs) Just wrong. (laughs) And this is the illusion. It's a shadow, not the substance. And you find yourself in marriage saying, oh, wait a minute, my spouse doesn't meet all my deepest needs. Um, Line number three, God is ignoring me and not meeting my needs. Completely false. His grace is sufficient to help you through every single circumstance. Line number four, um, if I could just have sex, my life would be better. Um, No, it won't at all. Um, It might be more fun for a moment or two, but by and large, it doesn't make anything better at the end of the day. And so um, just be encouraged. Um, Our goal is to build up the singles um, who are listening to this and say, um, fight 
for your joy. Fight for your contentment. Fight to celebrate with your brothers and sisters. Fight to honor God in your singleness. Uh, read 1 Corinthians chapter 7 over and over and over again. Immerse yourself in it and let God's word dictate how you see and live out your singleness. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for that great answer. Don't forget, you can submit your questions to our podcast by going to our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A Podcast. We are looking forward to speaking to you in the new year when we ask Pastor Michael the question, how old will I be in heaven? Looking forward to speaking with you next time.